It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! All right, everybody, welcome back to another glorious episode of Ears Up, the best Disneyland podcast out there money can buy. Heck yeah! And it's free. Taryn was just a woo girl right there. I don't yeah, know was. That. I'm feeling wooish tonight. You, you you are feeling very wooish. Why is that? I think I slept a lot last night, so I'm feeling energetic and excited. That's great. Hey, you want a uh, want a seven month old? <laughs> yes, sure. She can give it back, right? In 18 years. No, oh, that would be the best, right? You you have a kid, and then you let someone else raise it for the first. Year and a half, and then you take it back because then they're fun, and you know, and then, um, and then you give it back when they're like six and just on that <laughs> cusp of like really starting to rebel and push the envelope. And you go, okay, you know, I don't want you anymore, come back. And then, and then, like, maybe I'll like run into you at the store when you're like 24 and you're out of college. Man, if life only worked that way, <laughs> I think it'd be pretty good, right? Wow, well, <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, this is our fourth show, I believe. And uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to all of you who have been downloading the snot out of this uh, this podcast and rating us on iTunes and liking our Facebook and kind of spreading the word to all your friends. We really appreciate it, and it's, it's showing, and uh, it means a lot to us. That's that's for sure. So uh, we, you know, we're we're glad that we can share our love of Disneyland with you and and uh, give you the kind of cool little topics and discussions that we'd like to do. If you want to be a part of this, please uh, you know join us on Facebook, join us on Twitter. Uh, Pinterest, I believe, yes. now that we have the proper pronunciation of them. Um, check us out. Just kind of get involved with the show. You know, we'll, uh, you know, if you have anything cool to say or you want to comment on something, we'll probably read it on the air and all that kind of good stuff. So, but definitely the most important, find us on iTunes and subscribe and then rate. That would, uh, that would help us out a lot. Just rate high, please. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I did kind of leave it just open ended yeah. there. Like, well, you know, whatever you want. You maybe don't like the show. I mean, and be honest, fine. but only if you're going to give us five stars. <laughs> right. Taryn, uh, Taryn needs five stars. Nothing but five stars. Exactly. That's her, uh, that's her lifestyle. I don't five... settle for less. No. Taryn has a five-star lifestyle. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else knows that. Um, so speaking of five-star lifestyles, um, was it show number two? It was two, yes. I believe we discussed the recipe for the chicken under the sea. Taryn, don't shake your head. The chicken <laughs> under the sea um, tuna sandwich recipe. It's actually called the Disneyland tuna burger. I'm sorry. The Disneyland tuna burger. Burger. By far the best thing that has ever been removed from Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. The donkey rides, you know, that probably wasn't very cool. Uh, didn't they used to have donkey rides or some sort of like like pony rides, I think, Something in Frontierland? Like yeah. Well, anyway, I made it. Yeah, Taryn made these things, ladies and gentlemen. We I, told you that we would uh, that we would do this because we need to know scientifically how these tasted. It's like it's like if you could eat a book on World War II and you could taste history. That's what we just did. Probably wouldn't be as good as the sandwiches, though. Probably would be better than the sandwiches. That's not what um, I said. Um, Taryn, yes, you first, please discuss the sandwich. How do you feel it went? Uh, was it worth it? Was it was it a lot of effort? Would you have it again? Did you enjoy it? It was not a lot of effort. Um, I tried to get all of the measurements uh, exactly correct. I, oh. I measured things even on a scale to make sure that we were right on. Um, what was the recipe, by the way? The recipe, uh, way to put me on the spot. 
Yeah, um, way to go, Terrence. The recipe was 6.5 ounces of tuna fish, and then you mix that with two tablespoons of mayonnaise, salt and pepper to taste, uh, celery, chopped, uh, Thousand Island dressing on the bottom. You put the tuna on top, and then you put four slices of sweet pickles. You wrap it all up real tight in some foil, and you bake it for 20 minutes. Terrence, do you want... Uh, are you going to lose it? Are we going to see that sandwich again? Are you okay? It was seriously the worst thing I've ever had. It was so, really bad. To be fair to Taryn and her culinary adventures, um, we, know, we live about 20 minutes from the studio. So as soon as that timer went off, she, she wrapped everything, threw it in a bag, and we just trucked it out to the studio. So... Um, you know, mine was a little mushy on the inside, mm-hmm. you know, as hamburger buns, they kind of sit, they, they form that paste, that like weird <laughs> paste mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that's what I was fighting. Um, I thought it was fine. Thousand Island isn't necessarily my favorite dressing in the entire world, especially to have on tuna and bread with pickles. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't terrible. Uh, <laughs> at one point, Taryn reminded me that there's no cheese. Yeah, it and did I taste cheesy. I could have sworn that there was... And I almost was like, oh, this cheese on it is really making the whole... Yeah. So I don't know if it was the, the sweet pickle with the with the Thousand Island. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it, it just was not... But I thought it was I thought it was fine. Uh, you know, I would not pay for it, and I don't want it ever again. But I, I did it. And, and uh, Terrence, you had the most visceral reaction. Yeah, um, there's, there's already sweet pickles... I think in um, Thousand Island dressing, and you add more to that, yes. and it was just over the top. Wow. It was over the top, and um, I'm not a huge tuna fan anyway. So honestly, wanted to throw up. Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, that's all right. Yeah, that's all right to want to, but nope. you choked it back. I did. Yeah, I took for one for the team. See, I liked it. I actually did. You made that it. very aware. Yeah. Well, not not on air. I told you guys, but um, I thought it was good. I. Also, I'm not sure if I would order it, but um, yeah. as I was telling you before the show, I think with French fries and a Coca-Cola, it's not a bad meal. Yeah, and your little hoop poodle skirt and <laughs> yeah. Your, yeah, your little yeah. bopper socks with a little, you know, whatever on the back, the tassels. Yeah, I just I, I just created history for you. You did create I brought history. you back to 1954. Yeah, well, let's let's get out of You're welcome. Yeah, 1954 wasn't a good time for my people anyway, no. so let's leave. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, I don't know. It was fine. I'm glad that we did this this thing, and hopefully we can do it again uh, with with something else. But uh, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, one thing I did kind of want to bring up is the time of the shows, the length of the shows, and I'm kind of feeling that 15 to 20 minutes is really not a very good uh, time frame for a show. <laughs> it's a good thing we've never hit that mark. Yeah. yeah well, last on the, the show three, I think we got about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about the best that we can do. So no longer am I going to try to, you know, uh, say this is going to be a 15 to 20 minute show. Um, now I understand why there are shows that are like three hours long. We're not <laughs> going to do that. We're just going to keep going. If you're listening to it on your way to work, you can be late. Whatever. You can be late. That's absolutely correct. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, you know, we might have a little bit more rambling as, as we kind of discuss our feelings on certain topics. But, uh, you know, that's a radio show. It has to evolve, and and I think we're we're beyond the hard the hard time limit. So, I think both of you were like, "We're never gonna." That's well, I don't know. Understand? I'm like, no, this has to be. This is the way it should be, and I understand. And 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 it's not. Anyway, so our first topic today, or actually our only really topic, is uh, unique things to do in the parks when you're not 
on a ride, when you're not waiting in line for a ride. We all know how Disneyland and California Adventure can get. They got those long rides, or those long lines, rather, that are just, like, really, 25 minutes is the shortest ride that I can find to do in the park right now. Uh, I'm over it. You know, the kids are tired or whatever, and uh, you just kind of want to do something else. And the, the beauty of Disneyland is there's so much to do. You could probably, I would, I would like to try this one time we go to Disneyland. Not do any ride for a day and just do all the little non-ride stuff. Mm. I bet you could totally do that. Yeah. Oh, there's enough, definitely. There's a lot of it. So what we did, we made a big list of all the things that, that we could remember. And then we picked our three favorite things to do that are non-ride related. So hopefully this information, this list can help you guys when you go to the park next time. If you have kids and you want to take a break or you you know, you know walk you walk past this alley and you go, I don't know what's down there, but we got to go get to Indiana Jones. Um, maybe we can help you find something else to do besides waiting for, you know, an hour and 25 minutes for the racers that, what did we decide they were called? Radiator Springs there you racers. Go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, so Taryn, why don't you go first? Give us your, 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 you know, third to first, right? So what's oh, I didn't put third? them in that kind of order. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's I, li- right. I like them all. That's okay. Well, go um, ahead just give us one and, uh, go for it. So just to start off, like the things that are not rides at Disneyland is part of my favorite part of going because there are so many of these things to do and a lot of them are actually really cool and sometimes cooler than the rides. So that said, one of the things that I have done literally since the first time I went to Disneyland when I was probably two is um, make a wish in Snow White's Wishing Well. And it's off to the right of the castle. Okay. So you're walking towards the castle and you, you veer off to the right before you go across the bridge in the middle and there's this other little bridge off to the side and there's this little pond, and she's sitting there with all the dwarves and things like that. But there's this... The uh, statue, like the Snow White statue. The right? Snow White statues, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, but there is a wishing well there. And if you stand there long enough, you hear her sing, and she tells you to make a wish or whatnot. What does she sing? Uh, she sings her song. What is it? I'm not going to sing it. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I thought I'd get you on that. No. Um, but... Yeah, so I've always made sure to have a penny so that I can make a wish in the well because I think it's it's a really I've always liked wishes anyway, but I I think that I always felt like that wish was always going to come true. <laughs> Who doesn't like wishes? Can I just say that? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I I mean I may not. This might be weird, but I really like wishes. <laughs> Shut up. Whatever. I, I really don't like them. I, they come true, and every once it's not really what you want. Um, okay, so so Snow White's a wishing well. That's cute. Yeah, and and just a note that I, I did find is that all of the coins that go into there and anywhere else in the park are actually all donated to local children's charities. Oh, that's cool. That is very cool. They did not say which ones, right? which is slightly suspicious, but I believe that they're true to their word. There's a guy on the board of directors called Children's <laughs> Charity. <laughs> he legally changed his name. Yeah. Well, they leave it ambiguous in case, you know, so they can distribute it and, and not have to change any of their PR stuff, I'm sure. So uh, now that you know that, are you only going to be pitching in a penny or are you going to throw like a quarter or a, a Sacagawea dollar? Oh, no. It's still a penny. <laughs> well, I'm not rich. That's true. All right, Terrence, you're up, man. All right. This is an area I never experienced until the last time I went, and it's called Fantasy Fair. So if you're heading towards. The uh, castle is to your left. Also, if you're in Fantasyland, it's to the right of the castle. And if you're eating at the Rancho del Zocalo restaurant, <laughs> which I think we all can agree is probably the best place to eat in the entire park. Hands down. Yes, yeah. it's um, in between the restaurant itself and the bathroom. And when you get into there, um, it is think German fairy tale. 
That's the best way to say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this used to be, and I don't mean to, to, to mm-hmm. you know, step on your toes if you're going to say it, but this used to be that Carnation uh, Lounge, or yes. not the lounge, excuse me, the uh, the stage where they had, like, the cheerleading competitions and the right. dance stuff, right? Yeah, they got rid of that crap. Yeah. Um, and so this is a lot better. And um, what they have there, they have three different things. They have the Royal Theater. Now, the Royal Theater is um, is pretty neat because you get to watch a couple of different plays be acted out for you with real people. Um, they act out the uh, tale of Rapunzel, and they do it in, in uh, the style of Tangled, which is one of the newer Disney movies to come out. Huh. Um, and they also do Beauty and the Beast. And the cool thing about it is they um, they condense all the stories, and they also use people from the crowd to help them tell the stories as well. Oh, wow. So oh, if yeah. you're actually in there, it's um, kind of an outdoor, it's a covered amphitheater. Um, and what they'll do is they'll bring you up there, and they'll have you be, you know, the pot, and then you'll be the the you know the cup and you'll do different things for beauty and the beast and also for tangled i like that that's pretty neat Um, they also have royal hall now if you um want to meet disney princesses this is who doesn't exactly (laughs) so if you want to get close to one this is probably the best place to do it um because they have three different uh princesses that are there daily signing autographs and taking pictures as well um go at the beginning of the day the lines are shorter but these are the uh the shortest lines to be able to meet them um, and they also have different places to eat in there. They have uh, Maurice's treats, where he has um, different um, different breadsticks, some sweet, some you know normal breadsticks that they have out as well. Um, and then they have an entire shop that is dedicated to dressing like one of the Disney princesses as well. Oh, wow. And this area, since it's not visited very often, has the shortest lines of any shop in the entire park. Cool. Huh. So I have a question, because um, you have two boys. Were they interested in it? No, um, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I wasn't interested at, at first either, but I um, went with uh, the entire family, and I have some older nieces that wanted to see it. Okay. And so they drug me along, and then they had to drag me out because I actually really enjoyed what was going on there. So all of that is, is in that little area. It's yeah. kind of a small area, right? It's a small area, yeah. but there's a lot going on in that hmm. area as well. And like I said, it's very easy to miss it because once you get to the end of Main Street, you want to head towards rides, either to the left or the right, go straight through the castle. But this is the place to go. Go to the left, and you'll see it right there. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of kitty corner right there. It is. That's cool. I've never uh, – I, I went there once, you know, just kind of walked around, but I never really took a good look at it. So that's awesome. Uh, mine is something that I really didn't understand Disneyland did. It just kind of, um, uh, I don't know, something that I guess is too non-Disney, I, I suppose. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm just kind of um, uh, <laughs> leading this up to, to something bizarre. But uh, um, I found out about this this thing on the Disneyland app for your Verizon phone where it's a whole park thing and you have the interactive map and they show you what time it, what time things are happening, uh, uh, how long the rides are, how long the waits are, that kind of stuff. And it's the flag retreat. Oh, hmm. I was wondering so, what you were getting at. Yeah, you can tell I do radio for a living, right? Um, <laughs> every day at 5.15, well, I shouldn't say every day. Uh, I'm sure it changes with the, with the time. But uh, when I went, it was at 5.15 at the main flagpole right kind of in the beginning of the park right at the in at the the heel of main street i suppose and uh it's really it's really really cool they have the dapper dance come and they do a song uh they 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 do a few songs i think and uh they have people from the crowd that have been in the various branches of of uh of military service i think they yeah. had the marching band too right they the also Disneyland have the marching band. band yeah absolutely 
and they do a, a whole a whole thing. They they it, it's very very patriotic as it should be, of course. Um, and they they retire the flag, and I, I don't know. It was it was very cool and 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 kind of moving because you know you're at the park and you you, you kind of forget that there's a whole world out there, and and the flag retreat kind of grounds you, and 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 uh, it I, I really enjoyed it. Flag treat, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I remember watching that actually with you, and I I remember it actually made me tear up. A lot of very very patriotic things do. Oh yeah, but it was just very nice. I really liked it. Yeah, and, and you can easily forget how how much we we take for granted, and uh, and it's just it's nice to do these these kind of rituals um, as they are to 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 remind you of of where we came from as a country, but also I mean that's what Disney was kind of about too. He made his dream come true, and uh, and it, I don't know. I just I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very cool. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, so my my the second one on my list is one that we just I've been wanting to do this for. So many years, and I just we've never been able to do it. But uh, we rode on the Lily Bell, uh, the what is it, the caboose mm-hmm. of the train, and it's um, just as a forewarning, it's not always running, so that's why it's hard to get on. Basically, what you do to make an appointment, you have to get to the train station like as soon as the park opens. So you have to be at the gate, ready to walk in that door as soon as the park opens. We were lucky. We were we happened to happen to be staying at a Disneyland Resort hotel, so we got an hour early. So we used that to our advantage and basically sat outside the train station for like a half hour. And so when they opened it, basically you find out if the Lily Bell is running that day, and if it is, then you can try and put your name on the list. Well, this time we got our name on the list. Uh, a couple times they said no, which is always disappointing to hear at Disneyland. <laughs> but uh, this time they said yes, um, and we got to ride on it. They gave us a time to come back. Um, it is so cool. It's one of those things that just makes you feel really, really cool. Yeah. Because um, not not everybody can do it, and you kind of have to put a lot of effort into to making it happen. And they give you this ticket that you can take home, and it's an actual train ticket, and they punch it. With not just like a regular hole punch, but in very Disney style, they punch it with the hole punch looks like a little tiny train. Oh, that's neat. So it's yeah. pretty neat. And then once you're on it, it's just just more cool things. You get a lot of facts about the park, about well, so, the train. So let me interrupt you for a second. Okay. So so it's it's the train um, that you, that goes around the park, that train ride. Yes. Right? Yeah. And what's so special about the car? So basically, this car was named for, it's called the Lily Bell, and mm-hmm. it's named for Walt's wife, Lillian. Mm-hmm. And while she, it, it's believed that she would ride it all the time, but we found out when we were on the ride that that's actually not the case. She didn't necessarily ride it all the time. She decorated the thing. Disneyland myth busted. Yeah. Huh? Look at that. <laughs> so she actually uh, decorated the whole thing. So it's very, I guess, 1920s, 40s kind of style that just mm. sort of dark that velvety sort of dark wood lots of vel- crushed velvets yeah. and, and chandeliers and stuff like that yeah just yeah. really pretty things things that i love um and so she would um they built it much like club 33 they have this to take clients around the park and make them feel special so it's right. another one of those things that's it's a little bit elitist because they they did it for a specific reason to make people feel elitist right <laughs> because they wanted their money and that's sure. so it it works and so now that's why it's so hard to to do because they they don't want everyone riding it for various reasons. One of them being that the carpet, in, mm-hmm. and they tell you this if you ever go on it, but um, the carpet in there is actually the last remaining piece of carpet, original carpet from Walt's apartment. Wow! So that's that's the reason why they don't let a lot of people on it. And it's also the reason why if it's too hot, 
they don't run the ride. They don't run that that car. Oh yeah. And if it's raining, they don't run that car mm. because there's too much in there that's fragile and that they don't want to get ruined. And and the carpet in there for as little people that go on it is already starting to kind of like. Um, yeah, wear down wash. the middle. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. But anyway, it's just really neat. At one point, they take out a photo album. Maybe it's just the Disney magic, but it looked like <laughs> a broken. Like it's been looked at by so many people, but like. It just looked like your grandma took out a photo album and it has all these pictures of celebrities with Walt in the park. And it just felt so incredible. I have been to Club 33 and I actually thought this felt more special at times. Wow, you're insane. Whatever. (laughs) You're a crazy person. (laughs) Whatever. Um, Yeah, I agree. I I was there and and, uh, what's kind of cool is, and I don't know if every conductor does this, but our conductor was called Steve. And he's a very nice guy. And he goes, okay, I'm going to take a photo. So why don't you guys... And there was there was another group with us. So so he did it with the, them too. But he goes, give me your phone and you all can, can peek out the window and I'll take a photo so that everyone can believe that you actually rode the Lily Bell. And it's just it's kind of like... He, he was really cool. He made a lot of specials. So uh, if you ever go and Steve's ever working, hopefully you'll have a, a real good time. But I agree. The Lily Bell was awesome. It was really cool. And uh, it, it's, it's something that we've heard about for a long time. At least I've heard about it. And... Uh, it's um yeah it was cool yeah. it was very awesome and it's free and it's you just free have to also. put some effort into it and the souvenir you get that ticket it's 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 not just a cheap paper ticket it's kind of laminate and uh, I actually remember where I put them uh, good because I couldn't remember <laughs> yeah I'll I'll scan I'll scan one in and we'll put it on the blog well um the one I have is uh, the Mark Twain Riverboat now if you go to the park you really cannot miss where this is. Um, in Frontierland, they have the. You really can't. They have I the, looked around. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, in Frontierland, they have the Rivers of America, um, and this boat was built in 1955. And at that time, it was the first paddle boat built in the last 50 years. So at the time that this was built, because Disneyland doesn't go out and buy things from other places, it was built specifically for this ride. Um, it takes you around the Rivers of America very slowly. Um, it's a neat ride, um, just like other things, just like the train. You can wave at people, and people have to wave back. But the neat thing about this is that you can actually steer the boat. If you ask before you get on, if you ask a cast member if you can steer the boat, um, they will let you if you're the first one to steer. But you're not really steering anything. The entire huh. boat runs on an I-beam around the entire half mile of the Rivers of America. Which is code for magic, wow. right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, I um, didn't know. Yeah, but the, the reason why um, they have a conductor on there is because there's also canoes going across the river. Yes. That's right, the canoe ride. don't really want to run anyone over. Um, but if Not you, really. Right, but if you're able to steer it, the neat thing about it is that by the time you get back to dock, they will have a pilot's license for you. Really? A nice wow. little keepsake that you can keep and, and take with you. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. That's something I've wanted to do and I haven't done yet. That's cool. Uh, well, that kind of dwarfs my uh, my my next thing, literally. Uh, the shooting gallery. No. Oh. A little out, little outdoor, or not, well, I guess it is outdoor, but it's Frontierland, which is really, what is Frontierland anymore? It's half a fort and some <laughs> wooden planks, and then I guess the Golden Horseshoe is technically in, in Frontierland, mm-hmm. but then the shooting gallery, and it's like, well, then, you know, well, I guess Big Thunder. Well, huh, I guess it's larger than I thought. <laughs> Keep going. Look at there's, that. There's yeah, more. Right? Yeah. Uh, not and, to mention your favorite restaurant. I know, right? Rancho del Desert- I don't know. Uh, the shooting gallery I really enjoy. I don't know why. I'm a sucker for those kind of light games uh, playing in my whole life um, competitively. No. Uh, it, 
um, I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I really dig the, the shooting gallery. The, you, you know, it, it's those old school. You have the long rifle and the little target, and you shoot it, and a little light beam comes out and goes ping, like you actually hit something, which is kind of cool. The sound effects are neat. And, you know, little little things animate. The Some can spins around, or a rattlesnake goes, or, you know, lights turn on, little bank that's there, or, like, the train comes by. And I don't know. I dig the shooting gallery. Every time we go, I have to play the shooting gallery. I at least have to run a dollar through it. I'm trying to find the actual date, but I have a hazy memory of yeah. it being live ammunition. There, that is a, that is true. It used to be either live ammunition or BBs. Well, BBs, yeah. It wasn't, yeah. you know, not. Yeah, well, it's not a twenty-two <laughs> or anything like that. Hey, you never know. <laughs> well, I believe it was that- the fifties. I mean, as long as you had your 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 uh, you know your your pressed jeans on, you were protected <laughs> from the world, man. Um, I think that 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 fact was validated by our inside source too, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Great. Good. We don't tell lies. We don't. All right, Taryn. What's your last one? My last one. Um is cool, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I picked it and then My I... last one is, well, I just, I gotta say, I would have actually rather you go, you know, this one I really don't like. <laughs> I I wasn't super thrilled at first for choosing this one. I was going back and forth and then as I did some research, I thought it was awesome. So, mine is the firehouse on Main Street hmm. and most people know it not because of the firehouse, but because above it is Walt's apartment, his secret apartment that he would stay at when he would be in the park. And and kind of everybody knows that at this point. It's not it's no longer a secret when the lights on. Walt was in the park. So now the light is on always in his memory and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. We all know that. But what I found out was some other stuff um, more towards the firehouse part of it. And towards the actual function of that. Yeah. Building. Okay. Yeah. So the one thing is that it's like a horse-drawn fire buggy buggy Mm -hmm. in the firehouse. Right now, it's in there permanently, um, but they actually did used to use it. Like, they had Hmm. a horse on there, and it went around just like the the motorized one does now today. It goes around, um, like, past the castle and then back. Yeah, that Main Street loop. Yeah, Yeah. So that actually used to be a working thing. Now it's in there, and... Also, just so you know, don't be shy. Like they, they will let you climb all over that thing. Hmm. Like you, it is not off limits. Like, kids can climb up there, ring the bell, do whatever they want in there. That's so cool. that's cool. I also found out that Disneyland actually has their own fire department. There is a lot and a little research on this. There's a lot that ends at 1992, and then from there on, it was hard to find valid information. However, I used our inside source and I did a little bit more fact finding and it turns out that the fire department that they have there is very small. It's obviously a small version of a fire department, but mm-hmm. there are full-time working fire fires, firemen, yeah. firefighters. Firefighters. Fire. <laughs> I'm all lost in thought. But anyway, Uh-oh. so they're actually located not at the firehouse, but behind where Lincoln is. Backstage, oh, the great moments with Mr. Lincoln? Yes, that's right. where they're stationed. Hmm. Basically, they're not there necessarily to deal with emergencies. If there's emergencies, pretty much small or large, the Anaheim Fire Department's going to come in. And they're very closely related. They're, they're a substation of the um, uh, Anaheim Fire Department. Okay. But they are there to do inspections. To do to make sure everything's up to code, so they really are working firemen. They're just ne- they're not necessarily going to do all the paramedic stuff. And yeah, like they're that. not running hose and putting right. out fires. And yeah, stuff. but okay. but they're they're real firemen, and I think it's actually I thought that was really cool. That is cool. I do like the firehouse because you go in and there's a lot of old timey photos of fire of different firemen from just from that kind of era and, uh, and the horse stalls and the horse stalls, all that kind of stuff. It's just 
again, it's one of those other little things where you can go, you know, I just, I'm kind of tired, but I don't want to leave the park. Let's go take a break. Let's go check this thing out. And sometimes there's nobody in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went to poke around and there were two people in that, in the, in the thing and the park was packed. Yeah. And it's in the shade. Yeah. It's well, always good to find. Indoors. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, Terrence. Well, everyone knows that with Disneyland, there's a lot of great um, parades. And if you go to uh, other parks, you know, it's usually like three people, one of them, someone dressed up as, you know, Bugs Bunny. And they, you can tell they don't want to be there. But Disneyland does a great job with their parades and all their shows. And my last one is World of Color. Mm. This show... Um, the way it's summed up on the website, it says it's a 27-minute water and light show unlike anything else in the world. And you expect them to say something like that. Sure. But I've got to tell you that this is probably the best show I've seen at any park ever, including including better than the shows I've seen in Vegas. Oh, wow. Wow. It is terrific. Did you cry? Uh, yeah. Nice. I did. That's not a good even, show. Not even tear up. Sobbed. Oh, yes. you sobbed. I sobbed because it was so beautiful, or it was so beautiful and and moving. And I I love everything about Disney, not just Disneyland, but Disney. Right. And the way that they marry, um, you know, there's over a thousand different fountains shooting water 200 feet in the air, which is actually 50 feet higher than the uh, Ferris wheel. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. And they've invented so many different things uh, for this. They invented movable. Um, faucet heads for all the fountains. Um, they've invented hmm. the way to actually have light emitted from inside of the fountain instead of actually shooting it at the water itself. Um, they spent over $75 million to do this. Um, wow. And they pulled it off. It is terrific. Uh, 27 minutes long. Um, I believe there's 12 or 13 different Disney movies that are represented in this. Um, but the thing that really got me that actually drew me in um, is the fact that they have the glow with the show hats. Now, the last time I saw it, I was mm, at the very... Skeptical face. <laughs> <laughs> the last the last time I was there, I was at the very back. Okay. And they have uh, Mickey ears that have little RF sensors inside of it. And they have RF sensors. Uh, What's RF? Uh, radio frequency. Okay. They have um, RF sensors all over the area where um, where the show takes place. Right. And what they're what they're basically doing is um, sending signals to the hat so that the ears on the hat they change color with whatever's going on in the show. Right, and cool. it is the ultimate way to draw people in and make you feel like you're part of the show because you're literally part of the show. Um, and there was one point where um, everything just went white, and all you see is just a sea of hats turn white and then boom off all at the same time. And that's actually when it hit me. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is absolutely amazing. <laughs> and, you know, my wife's trying to tell me to suck it up and be a man. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really it's really amazing. It really is. But I do have a, a tip. If you stay at a um, Disneyland hotel, they'll say that they have a preferred seating package for you. But it's not seating. It's preferred standing. The oh. seating area is right in front of it. And it's for all the corporate people who, you know, own that area. And even if they don't show up, you can't sit there. And so you have to stand. They actually what? tell you that Lame. you cannot sit down during the show because you're at the very back where people are walking by and they want everyone to look like they're really into what's going on. But hmm. I mean, it's going to be easy for you to go in, uh, to be hmm. into it. It is an absolutely amazing, amazing See, show. Now, I'm glad that you brought up those light hats because I, I first heard about them and I was like, there's too much light going on at Disneyland at night. Not not ride attractions or whatever, but right. I mean, specifically in that area. You got mm-hmm. the Midway, you got mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and that's fine. But those bright, flashing LED 
lightsabers and the things that people wear around their neck. And they're just walking around and they're just little blinking lights. They're blinking and they're just mm-hmm. blinking. And I hate, it, it bugs me. It actually hurts my eyes because it's it's dark. Mm-hmm. And then there's these bright flashing things. And I, and I dislike it very much. So when I first heard about those ears... I said that is nonsense. I disagree with that 100%. But you're telling me that it wasn't jarring at all. It wasn't because you're not focused um, where all the different lightsabers and the necklaces are. You're mm-hmm. focused towards where the show is. And when you're looking at the show, you don't have different lights going. Everything is going the same way at the same time. Yeah. So it's not it actually draws you into it more than it It wouldn't just you. be better to to turn everyone's ears off and then watch the show. Like the peripheral light of, of everyone's hats like actually enhances your it, it your did. experience of the show. It definitely did. Huh. Okay. All right. Cool. I will uh I will have to watch that and not turn away in disgust. <laughs> uh my last one is uh, you know, maybe um a little uh uh, I don't know, not manly, I suppose, if we want to get into those kind of roles. But the diorama and uh, sleeping beauty. A Sleeping Beauty diorama. Oh, that's mm-hmm. very nice, Princess. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to say that. Now, I um, I like diorama things. I was always really good at them in school. Uh, but it's one of those things. So you go you go through the castle, and then I believe you go to your left. There's a door that opens, uh, and you can go up. You're basically going up and over the entrance to, to the castle. So you're going through the castle. You're going through the castle, exactly right. And inside, there's there's this diorama that's the whole entire Sleeping Beauty story. And it's it's a diorama, in case you don't know. It's, it's basically 3D images, right? And it's it's uh, there's you know they're, they're set uh, far back, so if something looks really small. It's a little tiny thing, but it's also kind of offset. And uh, whatever's in front is kind of more in focus, and it kind of gives you this sense of space uh, that's really cool. But they also have animation going through it projected animation or things moving so you're kind of watching a 3d practical version of this movie uh and i really enjoy it i don't know why it's 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 really nicely lit mm-hmm. there's a couple little gags in there like you would pull on this door or whatever and something says i don't want to ruin it in case nobody's done it mm-hmm. but um and again just like the firehouse just like the shooting gallery i suppose uh, there's really not anybody in there all the time. Yeah. And I don't know if people don't know about it or it's just, I, I, I don't know what it is. People don't know about it, but it's nice and cool. On a hot yeah. day, it is terrific it's, to go Yeah, the there. temperature is very, very cool in there. Uh, but I don't know. I, I highly recommend it. Even if you don't like the Sleeping Beauty story, the effects are really cool. Just like in Disneyland, uh, you know, they, they don't kind of uh, slap things together. It's, it's, it's done very, very well. Just as a note, I don't think that there's any sort of like handicap access or stroller access. So keep that in mind if you're planning there's on going not, up there. But they do have um, one of those, um, for lack of a better term, handicap rooms. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are. They're um, handicap accessible rooms where it's it, it's sort of decorated like a castle, but they're playing the movie. Oh, and we right, saw that. Right, yeah. yeah, you can kind of just go in and, and, and hang out. And actually, some rides do that. The Star Tours have that where mm-hmm. if you're in a wheelchair and you can't get out, they just take you into this little room, and you can kind of watch the whole presentation. It's, it's hmm. kind of cool. So check the, oh, check out the Sleeping Beauty diorama. I really enjoy it. That's it, right? We covered everybody's. I think so. All right. I thought well, we picked some really good ones. Well, there's actually one that um, someone brought up on my Facebook today. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, something you can do while even on rides or just walking around. It's pin trading. Have you guys ever done oh. pin trading oh. at the park? Okay. Well, I had a kid want to 
trade pins with me and then I didn't want to. And then it <laughs> it created a really awkward situation because he was like seven and he wanted to trade pins with me. But like I have pins, but they're very like specific and I'm not, yes. I don't have them to trade. I have them because I like them. Yeah. Taryn and I, we have pins on our little lanyards for our dorky annual passes, but they're cool pins. Like, oh yeah, okay, I'll lay out. And some you can't buy at the park because we're awesome. But I remember this little kid. I don't know if yeah. you remember exactly what happened. He goes, oh, do you want to pin trade? And you looked at me. I'm like, you have to you have to say <laughs> something to the kid. I'm like, I'm not going to beat him up. And uh, and you go, well, what do you have? Do you remember the pin he was trying to trade for for the um, the white rabbit pin that you have? That's like only cast yeah. member only. Do you remember what it was? No. A New Zealand flag pin. <laughs> that's right. Oh. It wasn't even a Disney pin. <laughs> Just get out of here, kid. He's a little cheater kid, but it made me feel really awkward, and I felt really bad. And like I said on no. his, yeah, well, on his land, you had like four New Zealand like, New Zealand flag pins, and he wants to trade for like the hardest to get. Like you, you know, you have to mm-hmm. you have to have worked at Disneyland. It's a little white rabbit that says "I'm late to check in" or I don't know what. Yeah, but, I don't know. but it's it's a cool pin. And it's like, yeah, New Zealand flag, that's cool. I mean, I may have given him uh, one that I could just go buy because he was a kid, but he didn't ask me. Yeah. And uh, it's like, uh, I, but, yeah, it was really kind of uncomfortably awkward. Had he asked a cast member, mm-hmm. they have to give theirs away. Yes. That's true. Uh, actually, um, one of the things that I was saying is that it can't be like a brooch style. It can't be the one with the little clasp on the back. It actually uh, has to be an actual pin. Um, but yeah, it's, that's, I mean, it's a neat little concept. You can trade with yeah. other people, you know, other, other visitors to the park who aren't jerks and will actually trade with you. And then <laughs> Whatever. You can, <laughs> Taryn, we're that's looking at bin. you right now. <laughs> and then you can also trade with, uh, with cast members there as well. So it's just a neat thing to do even while you're in line. Yeah. You see people with other pins and see if they want to trade with you. There's a lot of collectible stuff point. that we won't get into because it's just, I don't understand it yet. I'm trying to figure it out. But the pin trading, I know we first, Taryn and I were like, I don't. You know, why would I spend seven dollars for a pen and then give it away? Well, and I don't want to talk to people. I don't well, want to talk she to strangers. Want to, she doesn't want to talk to strangers. Apparently, even seven-year-old kids. Um, <laughs> but then you know, you buy them, and you kind of—it's just your little badge, not your badge of honor, but it's just this little representation of who you kind of are and the mm-hmm. characters you like. It is. If Taryn was a little more social, <laughs> we'd probably make some friends. All right. Well, those are our our personal three. Kind of favorite things to do, unique things to do that aren't really ride related. But we actually have some pretty good things on our uh, our Facebook. Okay, go ahead. Well, as well, um, our friend Greg Macway said he likes to look at the uh, detailing of all the landscape. Now, the landscape mm. at Disneyland is absolutely amazing. If you actually take the time to look around, yeah. it's, everything is just perfect. Um, also, um, he likes to try to pull the sword out of the sword in the stone. That oh, yeah. that one wasn't Pretty. even on our list. Mm-hmm. Our uh, friend Blobber Glop likes to take pictures of the duck that are always right by the castle. Um, what? Like just the ducks? Just the ducks. Just to take pictures of the ducks that are he's right by the castle. Cool. He's Canadian. He's, yeah. yeah. He gets to come like once <laughs> every five years. He likes everything at Disneyland. These are California ducks. <laughs> Does and he, he take takes... pictures of the ants too? He might. Uh, he might. He might. <laughs> um, and actually there's um, a lot of different... Um, Aaron Garner, who is uh, one of our friends who actually is currently working at um, the park in Florida... Said he likes to um, look at all the little smaller shows and activities, and a lot of them are very interactive. Where if you're, you know, there on time, they'll actually bring you up and let you be part of the show as well. Um, and then something that's been thrown out as well is just people watch, mm-hmm. yeah. just look around. We've I've done, done that, we, yeah. Times. Mm-hmm. Just sit on the bench and just watch everybody. Mm-hmm. They're some of my favorite times, actually. And it, if you do that, you'll 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 get to to quickly learn my my biggest pet peeve of, of people in the park is that they just stop. 
We're gonna have a we're gonna have a new segment uh, a, a, on the show at some point, and it's just gonna be the same thing over and over again. Where it's if you are walking and you need to do something that it does not involve walking, do not stop dead in your tracks. Turn around, see if anybody is around you, check mm-hmm. your blind spots, then pull over to the side until you can take care of your problem in a timely fashion. But do not, repeat, do not stop right in front of me so then I'm now a backpack for you. Mm-hmm. I dislike that greatly. So we, we also have a list. Like I mentioned, we all kind of created this big list and we only picked a few uh, of our favorite things to get details uh, on. But some of the other stuff that we didn't mention, Terrence, you were saying visiting the gallery. Yeah, the, um, the gallery actually keeps moving. It's a Disney gallery. There's a lot of um, original art and then also, you know, reproduced art as well. Um, but it keeps moving from shop to shop on Main Street. They're making room for other places. And, I, so. and, and so we were just there. We had a quick a quick visit last mm-hmm. weekend, and we couldn't figure out what you were talking about. Yeah. There's, I don't even know. You're not talking about once you go into the park, you always go to the right side because that's the entrance. And you're not talking about that old kind of bank. No. Right? No, there used to be a gallery that was right by the Pirates of the Caribbean, and then they moved it to a shop on Main Street, and it was an entire shop, and then they moved it to a corner of one of the shops, and now it just keeps moving from shop to shop, which is actually quite sad. They have a lot of original artwork from um, you know Disneyland back in the 50s, and then they have a lot of rep- reproductions of that as well, but... Huh. They're making yeah. way for new things. I do remember it being, it used to be where the Dream Suite is. Exactly. And I remember going in there and I, I touched Orlando Bloom's costume from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my when gosh. it was on. I know. I almost died. She hasn't washed that hand since. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean, there was a sign that said, don't touch, but come on. It's Orlando Bloom. <laughs> it's Orlando Bloom. <laughs> so, well, I don't know but where. Yeah, I thought it went away after that because I never saw it again. No, it just kept moving. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so you can track down the elusive, uh, Terrence's elusive gallery. Uh, there's also the old timey cars that uh, Terrence kind of touched on. Um, they have like an omnibus, a little dual stack bus. You can kind of ride those around Mm -hmm. the Columbia ship, which is the other ship that, that shares the waters of the world with, uh, the Mark Twain. Um, and you go, it's a pirate ship kind of thing, but you go below deck Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of stuff down there that you can check out, uh, you know, weapons and and just kind of how sailors would actually live on a, on a, on a ship like that. So I feel like you kind of just go on the ship and you're just on the ship. You don't even know that there's a whole thing going on below, um, golden horseshoe they do shows. Uh, daily there and they have a band that plays that's really fun just kind of sit and take a break and you get to sit you get to sit that's That's true (laughs) and then uh there's uh in in disney california adventure uh which we don't really talk about often is a blue sky something called blue sky so if you go into the park now i guess as it stands you go through you know up buena vista street and uh kind of off to the left like you're going to cars land it's kind of directly across from cars land it's this old kind of barn style thing and it says blue sky and what Blue Sky is is the uh, the first stage that Imagineers go through when they're planning an addition to the park because they say the sky's the limit. So they just write anything down, and then they whittle it down through various ways, and, and they plan. But Blue Sky is a way for you to go through and see what's coming in the park next. So when Cars Land was, was about to be built in there, they had a whole kind of thing on it. Um, your, your fairy tale land, I forget what it was called. Fantasy Fair. Thank you very much. Uh, that was in Blue Sky. All the plans and kind of the little tiny model that they made and like a nice little video about what it should be. And it, uh, So that's a good way to kind of get some insider information. And again, there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. There's nobody there. Everyone's waiting for Star Tours again. And you could actually have a lot of fun and get a lot of kind of Disney things going on. 
by just exploring, by not waiting in line. Although the there was one time that we went in there because it's very close to where you can get wine in mm-hmm. Disney California. Yeah, and uh, there was, was like a couple a drunk right ladies there. in there. They oh, were yeah. a little irritating. But. Well, yeah, but that happens. <laughs> That's actually- but also, uh, it's it's a point. You can go get a glass of wine and walk in there and hang out yeah. in the cool area. That was actually one of the great things that was uh, mentioned to do when you're not riding rides is go grab a, a beer in DCA. Oh. <laughs> yeah, grab a drink. It's a good mm-hmm. point. I'm surprised none of us thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're trying to be, you know, not drunks, I guess. <laughs> Um, so I, that's about it really. Uh, you know, these aren't all the unique things to do. Um, but they're some of our favorites and, and check them out. And if you do, if, if, if you never heard about these things and you try them for the first time, please let us know what you thought about them. I'm interested to hear uh, people's reactions. So I think it's about that time where we're, we're getting close to the end of the show where we have our cool little factoid tip of the show. Now, this is one I didn't believe uh, when I first heard about it, and, uh, and I've seen photographic evidence. Um, however, when Taryn and I went last weekend, we were both unable to spot this. But every year, when they transform the Haunted Mansion from the normal blah 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 over to the Nightmare Before Christmas, a velvet painting of Elvis gets hidden in the attic scene over the holidays. It's always in the attic. It's never in the same exact spot year to year. It always changes. Supposedly. Supposedly. We've mm. seen the photos, mm-hmm. and I've talked to people, and they go, yeah, I've seen it. Well, I, I haven't seen it. We, we rode that thing three, three times. times, and it went really slow because they were having a lot of downtime, actually. And it w- creeped by real, real slow, and we were kind of straining our necks in our doom buggies, and we couldn't <laughs> find this thing. So... Please, please, please. When you're at the park over the holidays, look for this stupid painting. It's the velvet. It's you know, it has a frame and everything too. It, it, it can't be more than like three feet high by like two feet wide. It's just, I mean, it's it's kind of small, but uh, but find it and let us know if you do. And uh, later on in the show, maybe some of the shows in December or probably after the holidays, we'll tell you exactly where it is, and I'll post that photo that we have of it. And then you can just hit yourself in the forehead and go, why didn't I see it? Um, but apparently it's there. Apparently it's very, very visible. Thinking about it now, I think we were, at least I was looking in the wrong area. I thought I thought in my head I knew exactly where it was and it yeah. was not there the three times I looked. Right. Um, but I think I know where it is now. Yeah, so which we'll makes see. sense. If you didn't find it the first time, just look twice more well, in the Well, you know, spot. you never know. It's Disney magic. <laughs> it's Disney. And yell Disney magic at me. I feel like that's kind of an insult. Well, Disney magic to you. <laughs> Yeah, we did have a whirlwind trip, man. It was my grandma's 90th uh. birthday party, and, and and she lived down in Seal Beach. And uh, so we drive down Friday, hang out with some friends, go Saturday, we go to the park for like two hours, maybe, maximum. Then go to drive to Seal Beach, which is like half an hour away, uh, party with grandma, who's 90 and, and very possessive Sorry. about her booze. And uh, <laughs> then we come back and we have maybe two hours uh, in the park the next, uh, you know, afterwards because it closed at midnight. And then that was it. Yeah, we'd wow. never. I mean, we were we weren't there for four hours. Another reason to have an In annual total. pass. Exactly. Another reason to have an annual pass. That's absolutely correct. All right. Well, let's get out of here. What do you guys think? Sounds sounds good. awesome. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us again for another lovely episode of Ears Up. Uh, this is Jason uh, speaking for Taryn and Terrence. When I say keep your ears up, and uh, like I said, uh, hang out on Facebook and Twitter with us. Uh, go over to iTunes, rate us, subscribe to us, tell all your friends families, roommates, dogs, cats, fish, whatever you want to do about us. Uh, See you guys later. Woo!